Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Done is better than perfect. The longer you think about ideas or you try and make something perfect before launching it, either launching it internally as um, as a leader or launching it externally to your consumer base, usually someone else is going to swoop in and do it. Like many business leaders, sometimes we take we take our time, we analyze, we hesitate, and then I don't know about you, but we overanalyze rather than just executing and maybe course correcting as we go. Hey, how how are you doing today? I am Edwin Prindelzawin. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast, episode number fifty three. I'm really excited to share the conversation that I had with Lauren Hall the CEO of Zucasa Realty Limited. Lauren is a passionate and prolific entrepreneur with over 10 years experience launching, managing, and investing in various business enterprises. In our conversation, we talk about many topics, including how to train and manage realtors to provide an amazing customer experience, teaching a new member, a new team member to understand the organization's culture, and how do you pick who to hire when they all seem right on paper. Our sponsors today are Nudge.ai, the leading platform for sales leaders to know which deals might slip this quarter, and also Lux Second Chance, the leader in online luxury resale. Before getting started, I wanted to take this time and opportunity to thank all of you who have left me feedback and support. The latest one that I received on iTunes was from Canadian Tutor, and they wrote, I've heard a lot of interviews with Seth Godin before and have taken away something new and transformative each time. The best interview I heard with Seth was a Tim Ferriss podcast until today. Fantastic job. Thank you so much, Canadian Tutor. If you leave a review, I will be reading out the latest one on each episode. Now, here we go. Lauren, welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you uh, for joining me. I just found out this is your first podcast. I know you're a radio expert. I've been in interviews on the radio, so I'm so glad that you took and decided to join us here today. So, Lauren, why don't we just start off by introducing yourself to our listeners today. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you like to do when you're not growing and leading businesses. Right. Um, well, I feel like that changes every year. And the biggest change about a year and a half ago, I had my first daughter. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, my first daughter, Madeline. So uh, who I am changed from, you know, traveler. I hate saying foodie because it sounds, but I just like going out and having delicious meals. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, changed from a bit of a life of leisure and the yoga, the travel, the um, <laughs> good food to mom. Um, and now I'm, I'm in that kind of class of tired working moms, I guess. Um, I've got a 14 month at ho- old at home. I'm six months pregnant and trying to make it all work. And you're trying to do it all at once. And I could, Lauren, I could relate. My daughter at right now is 21 months old. So, my life changed a lot. My wife is, I think, still trying to figure it out too. So uh, I, I could relate. I could definitely relate. <laughs> but it's also the best. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Wouldn't change it. Wouldn't, wouldn't go back. Wouldn't sleep in. Uh, no. e- even though recently that we had our first, uh, we had our first stomach bug come through the whole house, and it just blew us away. 
Thank you, Jade, for bringing that home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get started. Why don't you tell us about Zucasa? Let us know your current role and what you're trying to accomplish over the next 12 months. Yeah. So, and thank you for saying 12 months, not 12 years, because the uh, the 12 months is easier to, to kind of parcel into a sentence. Um, we are an online search portal that then uh, we gather leads online and then we work with them through our boutique brokerage at Zucasa Realty. So our idea and really what we're trying to capture is the best experience for our users that turns into the best experience for our clients who are buying and selling homes. Uh, we're right now focused really in the Southern Ontario region. So we've got agents across Southern Ontario. Um, and that's when we're talking about the next 12 months, what we really want to change is more users across Canada and actually start servicing uh, clients in other major cities like Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, uh, with the same level of white glove experience you get from a Zucasa agent in Toronto. Oh, that's ex that's pretty exciting. I mean, for the listeners out there who may not know how big Ontario is, Ontario is actually a really big region. Um, so how are you planning for that scale now or, or the growth in terms of team? And maybe we'll dig deeper into that as well. But uh, like, what do you think is going to be the most difficult part? Well, I think the, uh, the I mean, the most difficult part with uh, scaling the way that our business is set up is that now that the search portal is is great, the features are uh, already across Canada. You can search for investment properties. You can search for every school zone across Canada. You can see um very shortly as Treb allows us to, you know, pass all data. There's, and those systems and databases are built across the country already. So with the beautiful side of technology is it's scalable quickly. Mm -hmm. The challenge of course, is that we work and we monetize through working with actual people that are looking to buy and sell homes, which requires boots on the ground. And in order to ensure we've got amazing consumer experiences, so our clients are having a great purchase or sale transaction, We've got to train and manage realtors and, you know, those boots on the ground across the country. And in terms of how to do it, that's one of the biggest, uh, <laughs> those things on the to-do list for the next 12 months. When I did my research, Lauren, and looking back at your career, it seemed like you not only grown as a, as a real estate business leader, but Zucasa, you, you dove into technology space as well. And perhaps you're marrying the two now. So can you share some of the key learning points or even, Difficult decisions that you had to make that eventually allowed you to grow who you are as a business leader today. Mm -hmm. um, so if I, I'll, I'll try and kind of sit on what you were looking at from marrying the two, so mm -hmm. the technology with the services. So my background actually started with the College Pro Painters. So I started in selling um, painting jobs and actually working and, and painting people's homes throughout university, um, which was a high touch service. So it's it's prospecting door to door and then building a team and servicing that, um, that paint job. Then I got into an Oxford learning center, which again was service. So the service was one-on-one -on -one with families and working with their students to bring them up or for gifted students to kind of keep them challenged, um, as they, as they wanted to progress in their education and then jumped into real estate, which again, just felt right for me because it was very high touch with clients and a high level of service meant that you could do very well in the industry. Um, at the time I was an, an initial investor in ratehub.ca, um, and in true North mortgage. So I was able to watch, um, as our teams there built out and grew the online lead gen into offline service and, recognize that there was a big potential here by using technology to reach more and more clients 
to be able to then offer them those services offline. So marrying the two, it was really honestly serendipitous that Rogers put Zucasa up for sale in 2015, which was the perfect time for my real estate career, the team that we were building under scholarhood.ca to, to take on such a behemoth brand and then really kind of fix the process so that the clients were receiving really high touch experiences on the sales side. No, so tell me about that. And, and there's actually a couple of key points that you, you put in there. And, and for those who are listening and, and the younger listeners out there, college pro painters, <laughs> summer job, you see them everywhere painting. Everywhere. But it, uh, it sounds like that was really one of the base, um, experience that you had that really put you in front of people and really servicing that and uh absolutely so if i if i take a look at my history um, i also went to queens for commerce which is now the smith school of business and what i say between the two is college pro was incredible entrepreneur training and i could not would not potentially might not have even imagined doing what i'm doing today i quite frankly without college pro would be an accountant um so with uh <laughs> With college it's not a pro. bad thing. No, no, accountants are great. My, uh, my whole family's accountants. So again, it would have, uh, would have been one. And you know what? Accountants get mat leave and, and you know, there's a lot of things that might have been nice. Yeah. Um, but with, uh, college pro really gave me that the small business training in terms of you had to prospect and market and control the quality and hire and train and manage and all of the pieces that are, right, it doesn't change in any business, regardless of the size, you need to get customers, you need to service the customers, and you need to run an HR program. Um, so that hasn't changed. And it was it was that College Pro experience that you have really had me excited about being not only an entrepreneur, because that, that word is kind of funny these days, but mm -hmm. more, I, I realized that I enjoyed being an employer. I love hiring uh, people and building teams and kind of building cultures um, and then really getting to choose who I work with every day. No, that's great. And the, the second point I, I saw was that you're scaling already yourself and building a successful business and that opportunity for the Zucasa brand mm -hmm. came. Like, how, how did that come to you? So that actually came through through our network. So uh, it was actually presented to my partner at RateHub uh, because they had seen it and would recognize, well, we're in the online lead gen space in mortgages, so mm -hmm. it might make sense for us to take a look at it in the real estate space. Uh, the person that connected didn't even realize that I was connected with RateHub and had been actually building an online lead gen presence in real estate on scholarhood.ca. So it was connect it was actually through our queen's connections um <laughs> that it was presented to uh the rate hub team and then it really made sense for us to kind of marry some of the exec team at, at rate hub and myself on the uh with real estate to bring it all together and quite frankly it was we knew at the time this was early 2015 that it was going to be overwhelming and the hardest thing we'd ever done since everything we'd done up until that point we bootstrapped, we built your own, you hire your own people, you build your own brand. So taking over a company that wasn't working, um, that was charging ahead, wow. that had a brand, um, it meant every every book or everything you've ever read about change management, um, we knew we were really kind of jumping into the deep end with trying to take over a brand, fix the company, fix the culture, fix the uh, really fix the brand, fix the site, and, and quite frankly, uh, fix every line of code. Um, we knew it was a is going to be a big challenge and undertaking, and it's it's definitely presented uh, highs and lows in the past couple of years. I'm sure of it, yeah. Um, but it's been the most rewarding and exciting challenge yeah, I've ever well, taken I mean, on. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for you in terms of 
that opportunity showing up on your front door. And it also sounds like that you're getting that, that case study built that maybe Queen's University Business School could hey. actually look at it, how, how you take a brand and integrate it and turn it around. Is right? that, yeah, maybe that's, that's when you know you've made it, when you're a case study. Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> so thinking about your every day, what would you say now at your point of your business or, or, or what's happening today is what are the most important decisions you're making now? Well, the most important decisions, I think, even from day one that continue today are are always around hiring. So who are we bringing into the team and, and who's going to be driving the culture and the decisions and the execution forward? And, and the real reason, as soon as you're past a, you know, a handful of employees, mm-hmm. I can't make every decision. I, I can barely be involved in every exactly. decision. Um, so the people that we hire are really the ones that get to choose what is going to shape this brand and our message. And um, we know that, you know, ideas are just one thing, but the actual execution of those ideas is is what's going to kind of make or break a company. So bringing the right people into the team that can work together to kind of execute on what our big vision and goals are, those are the most important decisions every day. So how are you helping with these new employees understand this culture that you're building and growing and giving these keys to to decisions at this point? Yeah, we actually, uh, that's a great question. We just started last year working with um, an entrepreneur, I think it's called EOS and it's through Traction and it's actually an international organization that helps companies to set up because uh, key structures around management, kind of strategic development and also communication. Mm-hmm. And so in the past six months, we've been in- instituting some of these kind of, of more- course, yeah. um, quarterly meetings with the whole team and the roundtables and bringing people in and, and making sure that everyone aligns. And one of the biggest things on that is um, there's a whole process around really tracking what your values are and making sure that throughout the hiring process, you're hiring people that have exhibited these values in the past. So so that when they're coming into the team, you can communicate who you are and what your brand is and what you do. But the the people truly are just the types of people that are going to execute models the same way you would. Are you personally still involved within this process at this point as as the systems are coming out or, or do you have that HR manager or person resource that's that's overseeing this now? In terms of hiring? Hiring. Um, it, it really depends on the um, which part of the business that we're talking mm-hmm. about. So if you told me to hire an engineer tomorrow, I would be a fish out of water. So, you know, our CTO with the help of our COO who does more of the onboarding logistics. Okay, yeah. Uh, so our CEO is really kind of deep into recruiting and the process and the system there. But right now the, the department leaders are still the ones who are doing most of the interviews and making those hiring decisions. Okay. We then follow our onboarding process, which involves you know, welcome breakfast to meet the whole team. It involves meeting key team members. It involves us going over a bit of our history and our culture, making sure that people understand the org chart and who to ask when they've got questions and who, where to go and really who does what so that people have a real good sense from the first, the first couple of days that they're here, how the machine works. Uh, but in terms of onboarding new people, I'm still very involved on the brokerage side. So I still touch every agent that starts. Um, And then everybody on the technology side is, is hired out of either the head of product or our head of marketing or our CTO. What do you think? Lauren is great. She got me thinking about many things and I hope she's providing some key insights to you too. If you're enjoying this podcast, please sign up to our monthly newsletter where we share our latest interviews, events, special promotions from guests, and find out who we have lined up. 
It's free, and we won't spam you, I promise. So go to thebusinessleadership.com slash newsletter. Now let's get back to it. So I guess this is more of a personal question, and it's I always find it intriguing to, to, to hear what other business leaders say is when you're faced with two two equally qualified candidates for one position, mm-hmm. how do you do how do you determine who you're going to hire? It's a great question. Actually, in the last uh, two, I guess we bought Roger, we bought uh, Zucasa now about two and a half years ago. So in these two and a half years, it's only happened one time. Okay. Um, and that person, we, I just did an extra round of interviews with a few other people. So we actually brought in uh, some people that their peers. We brought in, I brought in people um, from our board to do extra interviews, just because I was really struggling with how to make the decision, and we. So I looked for more opinions. I looked for, uh, you know, more help on people seeing, is it going to be, um, are we choosing based on culture fit? Are we choosing based on past experience? Are we choosing based on, um, kind of where we think their potential is going? Cause it's really, it's all of those things. So I guess the answer to the question of how do you pick when people seem equal on paper is ask for more opinions and help. <laughs> um, and, and I think for us, we made the absolute right decision there. Um, she's still here and incredible. And what's interesting is the, uh, the person we didn't select is actually now starting at one of our sister companies. So, oh, wow. um, so it worked out. So it all, it all worked <laughs> out. They're both, they're truly both great. And we're happy to have them in kind of the, the brand ecosystem. And that's actually a, a super amazing win story because you're able, I mean, you were struggling between two people when there was only one, but I guess given any different change in timeline, if there was two roles, you probably would have just hired. That, that's just it. I mean, we, <laughs> this role was filled about a year and a half ago now. And, uh, today we would hire them both. <laughs> so, you know, no they, we're growing. Yeah. We're, <laughs> no problem. We're growing, which is great. And, and more hands on deck in this, in this kind of content editing role would be really important. Um, the, yeah, it was, it was really close, but was, thankfully what, that's the only time that that's happened. I, I actually wish we had, Um, a plethora of really qualified people always, but generally I find through the process, someone just emerges as the best fit with the company. And it's your gut just tells you. And usually, yeah, your gut's there. And so far we've been pretty lucky and been right. Uh, but I've on, on all of the staff roles. Really curious, given that one particular example, was that a very pivotal position? Um, for the company at that point and you just happened to have two amazing people or was it, you know, you had to fill this job and it was, it, no, it was quite pivotal. So for us, it's a, it's a managing editor role. Okay. Um, and really, so they're the voice, all of the writing, um, that comes out of Zucasa, which really forms kind of what our opinion is in the real estate space and who you are uh, and who we are. Right. Right. And so because we're really a data driven, very opinionated company and we, we use our, our messaging and our reporting as, as really part of kind of building our data centric brand, that role was, was hugely important. Um, and, and I mean, if she's listening and Penelope who, who took that role on is just blown it away and we're we're so happy to be building a team under her now oh penelope got the shout out (laughs) i'm always interested to know how people business leaders specifically you how are you how do you adjust and continually grow as an effective leader throughout your career and moving forward 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, the biggest thing for me is is trying to continually learn. Now, if we circle back to your first question around uh, who am I these days? I'm that tired mom. There's yes. there's less time these days for you know getting out with my networks and getting into the entrepreneur ecosystem and trying to see what other people are doing. Um, but for me, it's it's asking for help. Uh, <laughs> Frequently, I'm just laughing as I am. I have a really good support network of kind of partners and investors who uh, talk me through most major decisions and sometimes just hard days. Um, and so asking for that help and they'll often connect you with people uh, who can help you make the right decisions or you know make a decision going forward. But another piece is always just reading and trying to expand your mind and uh, or listening to podcasts. So uh, I actually live about a 30 minute walk from work and that's when I... I throw on my Audible um, and I listen to kind of those business books and try and get mm-hmm. inspired and ideas just to try and keep me uh, present with what is going on outside of our little bubble. Curious, what's what's on your Audible right now recently uh, mm-hmm. that, that you really took something away from? Yeah, so I just finished Simon Simic's um, Starting With Why, okay. which has been on my to-do reading list for, I think, five years. Finally, oh, wow. <laughs> finally got to it. Audible's really changed uh, <laughs> changed my listening. It's been a lot better than trying to read the books. Um, so I just finished starting with Why, which was great. Uh, I'm about halfway through, uh, it's called The 12 Commandments of um, Conscious Leadership, which has been really great as well. And it's really just, it, it's a leadership book talking about what is it and how can you structure your day and really your mindset to make you you act um, and be more present and and be working in the really be working at yourself and your improvement in ways that are going to uh, kind of drive your own personal enjoyment and your business forward um and then finally i'm also listening to uh, ray dahlia's uh, oh what are they called Principles. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen those ones, I have, um, yes. but Ray Dalio's Principles has been great. And on audio, an audio book, he actually reads it himself, and he's got this great accent. So it's actually been a lot of fun to listen to. You kind of feel like I, I don't know. It's a you, you feel like you're there with him in his living room. So it's a really uh, it's been actually an enjoyable, entertaining book to listen to oh, as well. That's great. But mm-hmm. before Audible, were you re- were you a reader as well, or? Um, how should I answer that? I've got, I had a lot of books on my nightstand, uh, but I actually found I didn't want to read business books before going to bed because it would either put me to sleep, at which point you're not reading them anyway. Exactly. Um, or it would get you kind of, you know, revved up and thinking, and that's not going to help you sleep. Uh, so for me, this Audible's actually allowed me to read all of those leadership books that I've been putting off for so many years. And half an hour walk, that's that's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to consume that, that type of inspiration or motivation or even education, I mean. And starting your day with it and ending your day with it, it's actually been a really great, um, yeah, really great bookends to... Um, to kind of reset my mind. Fun question I like to ask on the podcast. If I were to ask any of your team, colleagues, uh, peers, investors, what's (laughs) the best leadership quality that Lauren has? What do you think they would say? I don't know that that's a fun question. (laughs) Fun for me. Okay, maybe that's (laughs) it. Um, I think my problem with this question is probably uh, will determine the answer. Um, I'm what's interesting is going in and selling anything other than myself, I'm quite good at. So I can usually attract very good uh, talent and kind of mm-hmm. lead a team. And one of the reasons is because I, I like to hire people that are awesome and give them a lot of autonomy. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not a micromanager, potentially to a fault. Um, but just uh, so I think people might say on the team that they enjoy working with me because they get 
they're really allowed to do what they want and to kind of express themselves and build their teams and build their messaging within the company. Um, and then other investors might say though, that the uh, humility can be a good thing and also a fault, but it's, um, I think the, the same trait that allows and uh, allows me to, and, and makes me really want to support my team into doing things their own way, mm-hmm. um, goes along with the humility that then has a tough time answering questions like this. So what else, Lauren, do you have any other special projects, initiatives, uh, or fun things that you're looking forward to uh, uh, in your life outside of, I guess, num- baby number two? Outside of baby number two. So so in my life, so outside of business and baby number two, there, I don't know what hours you're talking about because I, uh, I don't have any of those. Um, but we it know, could be the, in business as well, oh, what you're okay. looking forward to as <laughs> okay. well. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, on the business side, we're just, we are really excited about some of the changes we're making on the brokerage side right now to allow, we're at this stage where we've got agents, we've got a number of agents in the top 1% of the Toronto um, selling community. Very so cool. uh, across, you know, there's 50,000 realtors in Shh. Toronto and uh, we have a number of the, really the number one agents, which is really, really exciting. And it's almost like a great starting off point for them to then build quite big businesses here. So on the brokerage side, we're really excited about creating um, and building programs to allow our top agents to build their businesses quite large within our system. Um, On the online place, uh, on the online site, we've got a lot of features coming out that'll be data related. Like we said, with Treb now allowing past sold data, there's some really interesting uh, pieces that we're launching there. We're launching all of our condo buildings, you know, just kind of pet projects that are very exciting to me. Um, well, and, and it's probably, as you say, it, pet projects that are finally able finally to, coming to fruition yeah, and yes. able to work on, right? Exactly. So. We've, uh, we relaunched the site about a year and a half ago. So now we feel like we're, we're finally getting to the point that we're able to get really excited about the extra features that we're putting out there. It's uh, it, as we talked about with the Rogers uh, roller coaster, there was a lot of work to do just to replace the existing website. And now we're, we're at a stage where we can do kind of see all of our online dreams come true. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm cheering for you, but before we end Lauren, what final thoughts, observations or, or ideally what I'd like to share is some type of actionable recommendations that, that you'd like to share with the growing business leaders who are listening today? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think as you're building your career, uh, building your career, building your company, uh, the cheesy advice that I always come back to that works the best is just, just done is better than perfect. So the longer you think about ideas or you try and make something perfect before launching it, either launching it internally as, um, as a leader, launching it externally to your consumer base, usually someone else is going to swoop in and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're going to kind of get into analysis paralysis. So it, it's really just about get, get traction, you know, execute on ideas. Don't just think about them because days, weeks, months, years pass very, very quickly. Uh, so sometimes it's all about just, get on the ground, don't make excuses and get things done. I love that. Done, but not perfect. Well, done is better than perfect. Done is better (laughs) than perfect. To close, Lauren, please tell us where we can find more information about you, Zucasa, and anything else you'd love to share to the listeners today. Yeah, so you can find everything you're looking for in your real estate search on Zucasa.com. We also have a really, really high rated and great uh, iOS app. So if you go into the app store, you can download the Zucasa Realty app and get all instant updates and alerts on on homes in your area. Yeah, and we'll list all these links on the episode website. But Lauren, 
Thank you again for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Yeah, thanks so much. That's it, folks. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast, episode 53 with Lauren Ha. If you want to learn more about Lauren Zucasa or anything else she shared, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 053. And our sponsors today, again, are Nudge.ai, the leading platform for sales leaders to know which deals might slip this quarter. And also, Lux Second Chance, the leader on online luxury resale. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Thank you.